0: This is episode 81 of the Near Future Laboratory podcast, conversation between myself, Julian Bleeker of Near Future Laboratory, and Randy Plemel of Expedition Works, member of the Near Future Laboratory Discord community. Here's what we did, though. We each took a copy of the audio tape to edit our own version of the conversation, so this is my end of that project. Please head over to Expedition Works Podcast to listen to Randy's edit. More links in the show notes. Okay, here we go.
1: At one end, some of my favorite podcasts are, say, like the Rewatchables, and it kind of is like sometimes it's like four bros talking about the departed for the fifth time, and other times they bring in other other people, but um. I don't know if I have the skills or want to create that. And that's, what's interesting as, as, Hmm. you know, I'm very much a, like in my, my day job is making things oftentimes. And oftentimes that's a piece of interaction, digital interaction or a process or something physical and both like podcasts feel both more freeing and also like, I don't want to waste people's time. And then like the other little angel on me is like, well, just like this, it, like you said, the the episode could be as long as you want it to be, because that's the story you want to tell. And I I wonder for you, when you're trying to invite people on and sort of like intentionally tell a story, are you looking for anything, or or is it just the process and seeing sort of where it goes? Because some some of my favorite episodes of Near Future Laboratory are things where I was like, oh, it's about like twenty minutes in, and we went into another direction I didn't expect it to. And in my line of work, I'm I, I or like what I try to do is I I end up like probably over editing over edit the first 15 minutes of that sort of like welcome introduction. Um, it's just like a reflection of of that's why I like the medium and, and the ability to try different things.
0: So as you're, as you're describing that I was, I was, I was you know, trying to formulate like, yeah, why do I do it the way I do it? I feel such a passion for the, the work that, People like you and me do. I don't even like the practice, which I think is like bringing creativity to the the kind of very analytic organizations and structures and very rational. Like we need to, in, you know, in, infuse and integrate the creative consciousness into that. So that kind of motivates me to just do do as much of these conversations and just feeling like if a lot of materials out there in and around this, people start sensing and feeling into it and realize feel like oh my god, there's something going on that I maybe need to pay attention to. So that, that's part of it. But then the other part of it is I, I've been, I've been drawing from like a, like an earlier phase of my, my life. When, um, I was, uh, I was a musician. Like I played music and, uh, I played, uh, my, my real passion was, was jazz. And the part of what I loved about jazz was motivated by the fact that I was never really good at reading music and with, with jazz, if you know enough of the theory of your know, music theory, basically you can, you can drop in and, you know, using, using your ears and, and just looking around at what people are doing. And maybe you might, you know, you might look at, at the pianist like, Oh, okay. I know, I know what changes he's doing. I got this, this, is, this is, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do this thing. If you're doing a workshop with a client, oftentimes they're like, uh, so just give us the run of show for this. What are we going to be doing over the next two days? You kind of you give it to them. So you've got the times, but at the same time, you know, it's like, I'm going to come in here and this is going to be amazing. And it's going to become amazing because of the energy that's going to be brought into a room to improvise, which is where I think imagination loves to just kind of luxuriate and thrive and kind of like, let's see, let's play with this right now.
1: Is yeah. It- th- that part about, you know, what I take from that is practice and reps, uh, And not in the 10,000 hours type thing, but getting to a point where you can feel that groove and then that matter of trust in the people you're jamming with and trust in yourself that, you know, where you want to go. Right. And I really think I've been thinking a lot about some of your phraseologies around imagination versus structure. And I've really come to the mm. idea that I personally need to find the minimum amount of structure so I can deviate from it. When I was an architect, I uh, I was really obsessed with grids for a while. I think I went through a grid phase, Richard Meyer, uh, even Morphosis, things like that. And what I liked about them is that, that what's cool about a grid is that it? Much like a musical notation, is that it gives you a armature to deviate from, and uh, that's why I, I, as you can see, there's a guitar back here. I, I'm a horrible guitar player, but I like it because I, I, I like to find where I can deviate from a like a a note or a riff and. To try it. it, it's like that. How do you get back into the the swing of the riff? Um, I always think about that when I'm I'm also working with colleagues, where oftentimes I try not to um I try not to call things workshops or meetings. I almost always call them jam sessions, just to try to emphasize that we're going to do it together. As a small business owner, oftentimes I'm, uh, I'm doing things alone. I'm always looking for ways to grab like plus up the contract so I can jam with other people. Not that I necessarily want to like a bigger bag of money, but that's nice, but it's more about collaborating and, and bringing people in so that it's not only more fun, but the thing that we make together is better. And so that's why I'm interested in the discord and the hyper collaborative that you've managed to both seed and also seed control in some areas. Mm. As someone who is who likes control, but is actively trying to get rid, re- like release that control, I there's something really uh, fascinating to me about it. Because it does feel a little bit like jazz where you're setting people up or you're you are helping sort of set the groundwork and be like, "Oh yeah, why don't you go run with that you wanna you wanna make a book about electric sheep that's generated by a large language model generator, and we can go print that, go do that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like without 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 a plan, without the sheet music
0: uh this this is what I, what's going on in there is feels very much like, a, I guess the, the metaphor that I come to, and it's also it's like a music festival. Like I, when, I think of, when I think of it, sometimes I refer to it as like, I want to build, I want to create a festival. And I feel that because it, it does come from my the experiences that I've had, which aren't super extensive, um, of going to music festivals where the beautiful thing that i saw and it was it was mostly the experience when i was more behind the scenes helping just kind of create the vibe and the and uh and and the spirit of it and kind of you know traveling with this this moving you know beautiful exquisite confusing uh moving carnival my brother's band played on this work the workshop stage so it was like one of the one of the you know handful of side stages and the workshop stage was where really interesting things happen because it was a workshop stage. So we're, we're is where ideas were experimented and prototyped. It it would be like a couple of musicians who, you know, probably just woke up and it's two o'clock in the afternoon and they're just kind of getting, you know, just coming into the world and be like, I'm I'm just gonna I'm why not warm up over at the workshop stage and and pull another musician in or whatever who, you know, and then later at, you know, seven or eight o'clock you're gonna see them on the the main stage doing their kind of proper set or whatever and i love that spirit and that that ability to kind of as, as you're putting it like jam it was jam and i want to ask you a question about the jam because th- that resonates with me and i'm i'm thinking you know i'm always experimenting with particularly now with like try to represent to to the to structure right so to the to the people with the with the budget what do we do and how do we do it, and and what is it going to bring to you? And you know, you want to find the way to make it enticing. Jam oh yeah, you I I even session? put
1: it on the yeah. invite, uh, and so oh, okay. so it'll yeah. you know somewhere there's, so I I work for a state government now, and so that is the epitome of structure, right? But I part of my job is to help bring imagination to that structure, and so. Mm. It brings me such joy to title a a, uh, a meeting invite like Jam Session with like a head of an agency that does really important things. But I think I think I think language and st- structuring things are an important uh, recipe for both setting expectations, but also allowing people to be free i think whatever you might say about Mm. like the whole design thinking thing or the other ways of trying to bring like design to the masses i think what is interesting is how do we create the uh permission so a good example of that is i did a project this was this was when i I worked for ideo it was for a giant Uh, international hotel and they wanted to understand how do you localize a brand to Southeast Asia and of course because it's a Western brand they looped in like way too many independent cultures and like areas and countries that have deep deep differences and we were in Australia and I wanted to go I wanted to go diving and I was able to talk our client into to go uh, to the barrier reef and spend three days on a liveaboard that it was a budget liveaboard. And in the beginning she was like, mm, Randy, I don't, I think you just want to go diving. And I said, yeah, I do want to go diving, but this is also what we're going to do. We're going to learn about standard operating procedure. We're going to understand what you need. We're going to to do all these things. And by the way, it's on a weekend and we've been doing research for two weeks straight. And so we're going to take some time off and also learn from it. So she's like, ah, I don't really know. I think I, I can see it, but I, I trust you. So we did it. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. I got to dive three, three times a day. And we really, we, we, we did, uh, we did interviews with people and we just, we really did a deep dive, literally. Sorry about that. And afterwards for the rest of the project, for like the next two months, she kept going back to that moment and we learned so much about it and even in the end when we were presenting to basically the evp of that whole region we talked basically we talked about that those events and how it unlocked things and so i like those situations where you can both and it you can have fun Mm -hmm. and you can learn something um but some of it has to come down to trust and and you know a compelling story,
0: and also your own you trusting yourself, because uh, i I think probably on reflection, I mean, I you know imagining how how, as you're describing it, the sense that you were able to there was probably some lurking someplace back in the back of your mind. It's like this is this is this is good for the project, you know, in in a sense of like, I mean, you know, imagining kind of locked in a, in a room for two weeks or, you know, whatever it was, or doing, being so, so in the, the structure is represented through like what I'm assuming is kind of quite analytic work and, and, and search and assuming that there's an answer here someplace, keep digging, keep digging. And that, that kind of panic of like, I don't know, you know, like we're, we're, we're going about this in a, in a very particular way that, you know, I'll just you know assume the kind of extreme case that I can imagine where it's like uh, where where is the where is imagination in this how do we bring this into that and the the sense that i don't know you know being under under an enormous blue sky on top of an enormous blue body of water it's like somewhere in there is something you know deep and primal that will help with the unlock it'll help with that and the experience of it, because it is—it's a, a, you know, full-on somatic experience. Everything from the motion of a boat to like the weightlessness of floating around, of, you know, smelling the spray water, maybe feeling a little bit seasick—all those things—they're gonna stick. They're gonna be part of what you bring back, and the and the the touch point through which you unlock a reflection on you know the the heavily analytic work. It'll be the 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 chapter heading. For the you know the analytic prose of some insight from some analytic research it'll be the point of entry that will that will live that will, you'll feel it it'll live in you it won't be like yeah there was something in that I think it was the third three ring binder the one with the blue cover maybe could you I can't remember what it was you you'll you'll find those reference points those indices into that kind of work because you've you've laminated this other, embodied experience on top of the whole project that i'm going to use that i'm going to that, that's when so when i tell someone's like we're going to go i know you guys are in uh in in uh in the bay area we're going to go to detroit that's where we're going to do this
1: yeah gonna, i don't get it
0: that's that's going to blow yeah. the budget it's like no, get them out that's, get, that's get why, people why i love
1: this. designing experiences where we get people out of both their comfort area but doing it together like you said a shared experience and a way that, I think this goes back to facilitation, like you said in, in your workshop is how you as an expert facilitator can give people the, the room during that experience to say, okay, how does this connect to the things that we're trying to understand? What amount of structure in the day should we provide? I'm, I'm always an advocate to get people out of their context So to look at the world anew, or at least look at the world through their expert eyes and help them tell you about it. Sometimes you just need to get out of your context and give that permission structure so you can see the problem from a different angle. The the unlock I think for us is in that physicality and for me. And that's why I'm so uh, it's so in my head about like podcasting or this narrative structure and that in my sort of day-to-day consult personship, I'm constantly making things and showing it and I'm not precious about it.
0: We find these ways to represent the value and, um, In in things in material things, so you're you know the the, I I I make to think. I make things to represent you know feelings and ideas and thoughts and reflections and kind of a synthesis of the things that you structure have said to me or your fears, hopes, dreams, desires, and I I heard that it's like oh that's cool. Give me a couple days, and I'll have a response. And maybe structures think well maybe you know maybe structures think it's like great. We're gonna get that seven page single spaced document that'll, that's, that'll synthesize what we're saying. It's going to be this, this amazing thing that is legible to us. And it's like, Randy brought us a coffee mug from the future and a, uh, a a newspaper, a New York times from, from another world. What is up with this guy? (laughs) What are we supposed to do with this? And so you, you know, you want that, I guess, you know, that, that wouldn't necessarily happen because people would be like, I'm totally going to go to Randy because he brings us stuff. I like the, like the objects, the material artifacts that, that, that is created and it's helping us. It's, I understand how that works. So I was just writing down the ways in which one could say and represent, you'll know, say it enough. Cause like make to think, get it. I, of course I get it, but also I wonder like, who doesn't? get it and how can you clarify that so I just wrote down like make to imagine make to think make to unlock make to comprehend make to make sense how does your business fit into the future how do you balance the head and heart of your brand what would you say if I could show not only how but where your business fits in the future that's what we do here at near future laboratory We bring fresh lenses to your vision. Look, the legacy approaches to clarifying business strategy are broken. Near future laboratory provides the tools, approaches and innovation mindsets that will tap into the heart of your business. This way, you are better able to bring your organization's innovation potential to market. Near Future Laboratory, less yammering, more hammering. Visit us at nearfuturelaboratory.com. Open Monday to Thursday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Closed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
1: Yeah. I, I think also our job as experts and practitioners is... That we have to deliver the thing, but what can we deliver in a way that is both actually what they need, not just what they want. A really good example of this is I was working for a a robotics company and they wanted to know a variety of things. And we gave them insights and opportunities and design principles and a roadmap and service blueprint that fit within their you know their next 5 years but we also built and published a robot's guide to the human home from the point of view of a robot from the future so that they could understand the robots could understand people that they interact with and what people's expectations of them are and both of those things became incredibly valuable to this company. The CEO kept like a whole stack of them of the robot's guide to a human home on his desk. And yeah, of course. you know, maybe the the service blueprint and the uh, the the other stuff probably became very out of date quickly. But I think that that's what they wanted and that's what we legally had to give them because that's what structure told us we had to give them because of a contract. But what they needed was something more human connected. Let's let's talk about if you could wave a magic wand and have any capability because producer would be fun. I want a research assistant kind of like how you listen to some of the stories of uh, Sorkin and him writing West Wing, where his writer's room mm. had amazing writers, but they'd be like, hey, uh, I, need, I need three pages on uh, the 14th Amendment, go. I just want someone to go out, gather stuff and bring it back and make sense out of it so that we can sort of collage it together that that would be that would be my wave of a magic wand i want that i want i want that person to the point where i i thought about it's like oh could i could I plus up some of these contracts and hire on someone part time to do that I, I ended up never doing that but so
0: let me let me let me ask you this so so why do you think you didn't plus up because, because the, so, the let's let's do it. You know, the the uh, is yeah. a little bit a little bit of coaching here. So, um, so someone is coming to you to do some work, right? And you might be coming to the work or the opportunity with like, uh, with not want not bringing. What did the kids say? Not bringing your full self to it. So in other words, coming at it saying, "Oh man, I just." Yeah, just just I get it. I I just want this gig and I don't want it to make it sound like too I don't want it to be too much of a lift on their part, you know, with the with the budgets and all those kinds of things that people like you and I to a certain degree are like really shit at and have to learn and train ourselves to do it. And sometimes never get there to say, "Check, you want Randy? You want Expedition Works? This is what it looks like. And this this is this is the whole enchilada. I can bring a little bit of me and not do the work as well as you you know expect, um, but is that is that worth either of our time really is it? And he's so saying like here's here's the here's the here's the budget you know this is what this is what you're really gonna what you really need to do this work right. And then and then the the budget is actually fifty percent more than what you think you need. And then so then you work it back to like maybe you know close to what you actually need to hire three plus ones. I need a research assistant. You, know, you do it in a way so it doesn't sound like right, you're right, just right. Your food yeah, every I, day I think or there's a great like example
1: of of this of this pitch that I I was going to bring you and the hyper collaborative in on. It was, uh, it was an open pitch that we got shortlisted on, for here in New York State for a, uh, it was what was it, it was universal basic income for artists that they did a program basically brought a team together uh, a former artist, uh, two people make believe works, which, uh, I interviewed in one of the pamphlets and that was about, uh, how to create workshops and happenings to get people to be creative. Uh, another friend of mine, uh, Jokey was an amazing graphic communications designers and, and near field or not near field, uh, near future, uh, laboratories and the hyper collaborative. Cause basically, We went in with a, you don't want a report. We will give you a report, but actually what you want is a uh, self-building system so that you can keep doing this, so that you can keep finding and giving money to artists so that this thing just doesn't die. And they said, we really liked you and all the people on the team really liked the futuring part, really, really liked getting these these weird, they they said these weird artifacts from the future, because that, we think that that would have sung to the artists and to the, the funders. But we went with the people who could give us a report. And we, we, they, they mm. gave us, they would be able to give us something that we could understand clearly. And that, mm. And inside, I was like, uh, oh, did we over-index on the imagination without giving enough, giving them enough confidence that they would get that report, that they they understood what they were getting more than that that they they could squint their eyes and imagine." And so, I think what we didn't do right. was give them enough excuse or permissive structure to say yeah we're going to get this report that's great but we're also going to we get to do this other stuff which is actually more valuable yeah so that's a great that's a great lesson i mean it's a lesson
0: for like everyone who who wants to bring this you know slightly unfamiliar stuff to existing organizations and institutions that, that uh they like their McDonald's. I know what where, wherever I am, that's what I'm gonna get. And if they're gonna, if they use these keywords around what they're gonna, what the delivery is gonna be, I'm like, I know what that is. And I know how it tastes. They needed you because they didn't know what they needed. They thought they needed the report. But the the transformation happens with the the unexpected thing, the thing that they didn't know they needed, that they didn't they weren't expecting. And that was the diving, the weekend diving trip. And that's where the unlock is and that's where the power of it is yeah can i I can i wave my magic wand just remember you asked that question my magic wand is like i want to practice i want to studio the place where the the multitude of ideas that are like circulating you know like right now let's say like in the discord are they they are materialized so when when someone says like i want to imagine the future of Fashion, so projects going on and i love the approach of you know making something to help imagine and think and and materialize this world and i think we should do it in the form of an issue of vogue magazine from that future be like that is that's beautiful amazing uh it's low hanging fruit in this in, in the wonderful way. It's like, of course we make artifacts from the future. What, what other form do you do? I mean, as, aside from actually, you know, aside from also doing fashion, you know, which I guess is what fashion does, we're going to show you the future of what people, how people represent and self-express. And it's called a runway show. Okay, cool. Got it. But that's kind of like, suppose you did. So it just seems to me like genius in a subtle way. And you start feeling and sensing into like, Who would not have that? You know, say like, yeah, I want that. Give that to me. I think it's remarkable. And I'm curious what's in it. And let's talk about what you put in it and why you put it in these kinds of things. So I would want, I want to, I want to wave a magic wand and say like, I've got a beautiful collective of people who are able to take that and be like, that was a great Monday morning meeting. Let's try to have a, you know, like a mood board of what that is and conversations throughout the rest of the week and see where we land. Uh, and so that next Monday, let's get back together after a week and the weekend. What do we think of this? And then everyone's going to be like, it's brilliant. I think it should go this way. And this is what we can show. And definitely not a bunch of silver lame people, you know, dressed and wearing astronaut helmets. That's not what it is. We're really rethinking what fashion even means in this in this world that we want to inhabit. So that's the magic wand, feeling that there's a recognition that that these kinds of approaches to wondering, making to imagine, making to think, making to help decision-making, helping to guide uh, a sense of where we should be going and how we should be going and what we want to aim for, where the innovation is in a true sense, not just smaller, lighter, faster, longer battery power, but in the way in which we imagine into possibility. I I feel like that is so vital and crucial, and I feel like there's... exceptional value in it in a commercial sense. I'm not just saying value and it's like, oh, it's going to make people feel good. uh, Or it's just, oh, you just want a playground to just screw around. It's kind of like, yeah, I do want a playground. I don't think it's screwing around in a dismissive way, nor do I think it's a playground in a dismissive way, like just where kids play and the adults do something over here. It's like we adults need space to do that. We need ground to play, ways and approaches, and a reminder, You know, my whole thing, like it's time to imagine harder. It's not just because we want to screw around. It's because this is a way of working. This is a way of clarifying the kinds of indecision and the confusion and the and the kinetic chaos of you know whatever people say, the rapid pace of innovation or something. This is a way to address it. and i and I think someone should have that. I think there should be like a lab of some description. You know the lab metaphor kind of works in my head, but it might be another one for other folks. That's my magic wand, yeah,
1: that's and awesome. Anyways. I think what i what I take from that is, time and attention. I see it a lot in like artist houses and, and Mm. I also kind of see it also in like science lab work where some people are like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be attached to this lab for X amount of time because I want to cure cancer or do whatever. So I keep thinking that there's something there, there.
0: Yeah. The artist studio models is interesting. I don't, I don't think it, um, as a as a place for exploring new ideas, but we, I guess what little I know about some of the maybe more famous ones,
1: I mean, the factory like, or uh, like Tom Sachs very like, yeah, there
0: there's like Tom Sachs Studio, really really clear like lesson, points of you know, view, these,
1: yeah, but like it sounds like they have there there's a space, there's a clear point of view, there's craft people, and there's equipment and yes. it's like during this time to this time you are crafting for the machine and then after that i don't care what you do or this is adjacent just you know just make sure that that you're here on time that that to me is interesting as an operating principle for sure What did we learn today, Julian? Well, it was
0: invigorating to me to just have that feeling of there's there are other people out there who have the same questions, the same desires, I think the and the uh, kind of you know, direction directionality and approach to Doing what I think we all want to do, which is like we want to find the way to you know just make a little corner of the world a little bit more habitable, a little bit more curious, a little bit more inspirational, a little bit more activating of the imagination, and it's one of the things that I I, I genuinely enjoy about what you're doing at Expedition Works and Journey with Purpose with the podcast. It's like it's just such a pleasure because you, ex, you you know we're expanding the network I think, and it's these conversations and discussions that practices like expedition works and near future laboratory and on down the list, all the other ones. And, and us kind of getting together like in this forum just to talk about it and also and to talk about it, not in a kind of where we're being very proprietary, but what we do about like, we want to work together. We want to create the equivalent of like, whatever Nike X Supreme, like, you know, it's near future mm-hmm. laboratory X expedition works or expedition works X near future. Lab. What is that? What does that look like? And then, um, Realize yeah. that yeah. we're stronger I, together. I think we
1: got. I think I hundred percent. There, the scarcity mindset can be really real, and I think I think that making space for collaboration and making space of just like yeah, let's like make make an excuse for us to jam together. That that yeah yeah that's also my magic wand moment.
0: I remember. This was a couple of years ago during the during the pandemic when I was talking to someone else who I was like, I think we can build something for a bigger, a bigger movement or re- renaissance of of creative potential or something like that. And I said, What would it be like if we if we if we helped each other? You know, helped each other so this is across the boundaries that divide different studios and agencies and practices and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, Julian, this was great. Where, where can we find you? Uh, you can find
0: me mostly at nearfuturelaboratory.com. That's where a lot of the things live, and then then we've got our we've got our fun shop, which is you know another bit of an experiment to make
1: and sell artifacts from the, from the future.
0: And so, where can we find you, Randy?
1: Journey with Purpose. You can find it at jwp.news, and then the the sort of parent company, Expedition Works. You can find it at expedition.works. Cool. That's amazing. Thanks, Julian. I'll see you on the internet.
0: Thank you, my friend. That was episode 81 of the Near Future Laboratory podcast. Please check out Randy's links in the show notes. Subscribe. Take the time to write a review and rate our podcast. It really does help. It's about the easiest thing you can do. If you're interested in Near Future Laboratory, you can get access to our Discord over at patreon.com slash Laboratory. We have two tiers to which you can support us. The super simple student tier of $10 a month or the $25 to the professional tier if you, you know, spend $8 on your morning coffee. This is the best way to gain access to a vibrant, engaging community of design-oriented creatives with a deep network that runs from emerging practitioners to seasoned, been there, done that professionals. That's patreon.com slash nearfuturelaboratory. Thanks for listening. Seriously, thank you. I'm Julian, and I'm out.